Today, we are wrapping up our journeys to the 2023 Comic-Con International, the San Diego Comic-Con. What is it like to have dinner with the legends? I'm talking Arthur Adams, Frank Miller, Robert Kirkman, Jeff Loeb, Dave Mandel, David Finch, and, and so many more. I'm going to share this with you in the Look Who's Coming to Dinner segment of an all-new episode of Observations. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Observations. I am your host, Rob Liefeld, author, illustrator, creator of comic books and characters that, that maybe you've heard of, Deadpool, Cable, Domino, X-Force, Shatterstar, Youngblood, Supreme Brigade, Evangeline. I have been doing this for 38 years. Super excited to make comics and to continue to make comics. This podcast uh, was launched three years ago so that I could talk to you and share all of my passion about the comic books that I have helped create and the the comic books that inspired me to create in the first place. The comic books that I was pulling off the spinner racks in the 7-Eleven, the, the market, the liquor store as a kid and, and watching those characters sometimes that, that were selling 40,000 copies a month become billion dollar franchises. Comic book superheroes have become the dominant uh, uh, figures in pop culture. And, and I just came from Comic-Con 2023. San Diego Comic-Con 2023, Comic-Con International. It's got all these different names. When I was growing up, it was just called the San Diego Comic-Con. place was packed. Superhero shirts, superhero statues, superhero bags, superhero games, action figures, Funko Pops, and of course, the subject matter, the, 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 the material where all of this comes from, the actual comic books, so many of them now on, on the back of all the different retail walls. Uh, commanding giant prices. First appearance Wolverine. First appearance the X-Men. First appearance Deadpool. First appearance Venom. First appearance Carnage. So many of these comics have now become uh, just the, the most desired objects to own in the culture, the auction houses, the, the, the museums. This is the stuff that people want, the finest of the fine. I have friends who only want 9-8s and they will go uh, to great lengths to just to just get them. But at the end of the day, superheroes were the most uh, dominant figures on that floor. Of course, they're sharing the stage with with prominent figures from anime and manga, and and and, and again, uh, video games. But but the world of superheroes has just taken over our culture over the last twenty years. And this podcast exists to share with you my personal journey as a fan, and then my transition as a pro. And along the way, sometimes I give you guys some behind the scenes. Of, of, of some of the different deals and movements and 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 uh, just just situations that I've been involved in over the course of my my almost four decades in comic books and this is part two the wrap up yes we're gonna wrap it up uh, with 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 this edition and 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 so we had a, a nice two part basically covering one week of the show because uh, we we have our shows that generally always drop on Tuesdays and Fridays so here is your Friday edition. Wrapping up what we started with the uh, first breakdown, behind the scenes look, kind of walking you through the show as I walk through the show of the 2023 San Diego Comic Con. In, in the first uh, first episode, I, I mentioned an epic dinner we have every Wednesday night. 
with some of my buddies who make television and movies and of course make comics. It's a great uh, variety, a great mix, a great variety of us sitting there and just having the best time. And it is one of the highlights, if not the highlight of the entire show, as we just uh, kind of meander over a ton of food at Nobu and then then go wash it all down with um, way too much ice cream over it at Giardelli's. I, I told you about my belief firmly that Todd McFarlane is first, first ballot Hall of Fame and I look forward to him uh, being eventually uh, included in that glorious hall as, as I just don't understand how Todd wouldn't be there just the minute the minute his name was brought up given his accomplishments and and so we, we covered some of that Marvel was very kind and announced two of my projects that I have coming uh, coming out in 2024 major X time to kill and cable first contact they're connected you're gonna learn right here from the podcast they're connected they are going to share a a nemesis a villain an antagonist, and I can't wait to kind of lay out those stories for you. In the meantime, Deadpool Batterblood 1 and 2 are in stores now. It is my latest contribution uh, to the comic book world and to the mythos of Deadpool as we continue to expand his world, his rogues galleries, his friendships, his allies. Uh, get ready. Issues 3 and 4 to date are my favorite things I have ever, ever produced. I really tried to raise the bar and push it um, further than, than, than I have been pushed. I hope you enjoy them, but you got to get the the, the foundation of, of the series, which is Deadpool 1 and 2, and jump into those books. And the, uh, Deadpool Batterblood 3 is out in August. Uh, issue 4 is out in September. So June, July, August, September, October. Boom, boom, boom. We're out monthly for five issues, wrapping up uh, the, the, this kind of second cycle uh, in, in, the, in the Deadpool Bad Batter Blood uh, saga. Will we get to a baddest blood? That depends on you. You sold out. The first issue, we are headed for, towards a sellout on the second issue. Uh, I, I am so thankful. Once again, you guys are the deciders. We can do all the work we can. We put it out there. And if you don't buy it, if you don't want it, then 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 that tells us, kind of it gives us an idea of, of, of the results of our work and maybe what we should, you know, focus on doing more of or less of. And I'm going to tell you just the response to Deadpool Batterblood and just the experience I just had Comic-Con 2023 have me more excited, more renewed, uh, wanting to work harder than ever. And I, I and, and as we uh, we close out, as, as we move towards the, really the latter portion of 2023, I am just so focused on all the cool stuff I'm going to go uh, moving into the next year, going into 2024. So, so thank you for your support and your inspiration. And I am dedicated to, uh, to continue to, to, to push it and, and to do even better work than I have ever done before. And again, I believe issues three and four upcoming of Deadpool Batter Blood are some of the best, most exciting, uh, most pop uh, comic books I have ever contributed to. I, I, I have a certain lane that I want to put myself in, that I, that I enjoy uh, uh, producing in. And, and, and th- this, this feeds that narrative and I, and I hope you enjoy it. And thank you for all the great feedback. Major X and Cable First Contact are going to be huge uh, uh, kind of milestones. And I'm just so excited to be partnering once again with Marvel to bring those to you. There's other outside projects you're going to hear of, uh, independent stuff. Look forward to you guys uh, uh, reacting to that when it comes out. Comic-Con 2023 Part 2. We're going to start it right now. And I'm going to tell you right now that uh, 
Saturday night was a incredible, an incredible, epic, epic dinner. Let me let me give you the let me give you the guest list of of uh, who was coming to dinner on Saturday night. And if it reads like a who's who in comics, uh, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. It is a it is an incredible gathering of people who who I just respect and admire. And it was such a great opportunity to break bread with them. You may or may not have heard of a legend named Frank Miller. Okay, clearly the most accomplished guy at this table. Uh, just an incredible talent. If you have listened to ten episodes of Rob Observations, one of them was a Frank Miller episode. I uh, could not be more inspired by anyone in the comics industry. And I'll tell you what I told Frank to his face. It's him and it's Jack Kirby. They are the two most influential, and along with Steve Ditko, I believe, the three most important comic creators in the history of comics. Frank's resume is sick, and we'll, 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 go, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll go over it deeper uh, as, as I talk to you about this incredible dinner. But Frank Miller, uh, Arthur Adams, Art Adams when I was growing up, one of the most influential artists of all space and time, one of the most popular uh, fan favorite artists to ever come through the comic business, Arthur Adams, his wife, Joyce, Joyce Chin. Uh, thank you, Joyce. Joyce put this in incredible dinner together. I'm not going to tell you where, where it was held, uh, but it was the fine, fine, fine dining establishment. And, uh, it's pretty damn incredible. So Arthur Adams, Joyce Chin, uh, really served as our beautiful hosts. I was fortunate, uh, to be seated next to Arthur, during this dinner and, and brought my beautiful wife, Joy. Joy accompanied us. Joy is well-known, has been, obviously we have been married 28 years. And, and so Joy has, uh, Joy knows her way around San Diego Comic-Con, Comic-Con International, most Comic-Cons. And it was fun, so fun to have her there. Uh, across from me, you might've heard of a, kind of a giant titan in our comic business. His name is Robert Kirkman. Yes, that Robert Kirkman, Invincible, Void Rivals, Walking Dead, just a dynamo. Seated next to him, Mr. Long Halloween, Mr. Dark Victory, Victory, Mr. Hush, my buddy uh, and 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 uh, the scripter of my work on Heroes Reborn. He he uh, scripted over Captain America, Avengers, and and uh, and uh, Fighting American with, with me. Uh, we had a good time partying uh, in that late '90s space. Alongside Robert Kirkman, also across from me, is somebody you you may or may not know, and, and you know him more than you you think you do. His name is Dave Mandel. Let me tell you something. My first connection to Dave Mandel, uh, you'd think it would be because, and I'm just going to make this really quick, and and I don't want him to to to, to I, I want to respect him and just tell you that he is one of the premier. He has one of the premier art collections of original comic book art in the history of of. Uh, of, of comics collecting. It is, it is a thing to behold. And prior to that, and maybe you're here about, about Dave Mandel for the first time, if you go ahead and, and IMDB him, you'll know so much more, but my first connection to him. So my wife, Joy, her sister, Monica, actress, performer, uh, got booked on an episode of Seinfeld in 1998. And, uh, Dave Mandel was a writer-producer on Seinfeld previously of Saturday Night Live. 
You've also seen Dave's work on Curb Your Enthusiasm, on Veep, and he literally just directed every single episode of White House Plumbers, which we absolutely love. If you haven't checked it out, you need to check out White House Plumbers on Max with uh, Justin Thoreau and with uh, Woody Harrelson. It was a it is a hilarious and, and and somewhat chilling retelling of the events of Watergate. I could not recommend it more highly. It is uh, you can binge the entire series now. It's all out. We we watched it as it was in a staggered release. But uh, Dave Mandel was a writer and producer on Seinfeld when an episode called the Yada Yada was being produced and obviously made and seen by all of you. Brian Cranston is that is returning as the dentist uh, in that episode. You might remember the entire uh, kind of situation, uh, which included an anti-dentite. Uh, but the yada yada was about how they didn't like to finish a sentence, and they're like, I went to bed, or I went out, I, I came home, I went to bed, yada, 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 whatever. And uh, But the episode called the yada yada, as they were filming it, they said, this is going to be an all-time classic. This is an all-time banger. As they were making it, and uh, Joy got to visit the set uh, more often and and uh, accompany and watch her sister, as her sister was one of the two girls that Kramer and his friends were dating in that episode. So so my family has a connection. By I, by marriage, I have that connection. Uh, Joy and I were married at the time, and and uh, her sister Monica was, was, was freshly married, but she is in literally an all-time classic episode, the Yada Yada, which was uh, while Dave Mandel was producing and writing Seinfeld. So it was under his purview, his, his, his authority, uh, and, 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 uh, and, and the seasons that he was working on Seinfeld. That is really what put Dave Mandel on the map. And, and shortly thereafter, I was, I've been at Dave's house when he has received calls to polish scripts. Uh, his, his, uh, acumen in, in, in writing and, and, and specifically, I mean, obviously given his resume comedy, uh, is, is, is legendary, super witty, super funny, super clever, super, uh, I'm just going to say super genius, Mr. Harvard, uh, Dave Mandel was positioned across from us and Celine, uh, is, uh, is, is, uh, Frank Miller's producing partner. We also had down at one end of the table, Mr. David Finch, Dave Finch, you know, of all of his incredible accomplishments from, uh, Ascension at Top Cow to Moon Knight to uh, his Batman work at DC, uh, his his epic run on on X Men, and as I pointed out to him, the only fireman, only firefighter book I have ever bought in my entire life was drawn by Dave Finch. I think they were called the Tour of Duty uh, books, and and Dave was was doing those Ultimate X Men. Dave is one of, if not the most accomplished artist of his generation, the generation that came in behind the image guys. His contributions, his actual volume of work, I think puts him at the very top and distances himself. Uh, if, if you have uh, seen Dave's art, you love Dave's art. It was an honor to be seated next to him during this dinner. Across from him was uh, uh, Lee Bermejo, who you may have known from all of his wonderful work across uh, the Wildstorm and DC labels over these many years. His his work on uh, Joker and Batman uh, is legendary. I, I continue to ask him, hey, was, was some of that was some of that imagery used in 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 some of these you know movies, Dark Knight, um, um, you know the, the the recent the Batman with with, with Robert Pattinson? Lee is an incredibly influential artist. 
lives in Italy, was over here for San Diego Comic-Con. We were fortunate that he was able to join us. I, I don't believe I have left anyone out. There were assorted family members, children, kids, daughters. Um, it was it was a blast. It was just the very best food, the very best people. When I when I posted my picture on Instagram, I just said, what do I say here? I, I was going to I was going to name the post only murderers in the building, and it would have just applied to two of us based on some stories and anecdotes that we shared. But I said, eh, that's a little misleading. Can't go with the only murderers in the building. And then it hit me, scoundrels, because that's who we are. That's who we are. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you, we, 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 uh, when we arrived, Dave and Celine Frank's uh, lovely producing partner and a a powerful woman. Do not do not mess with Celine. She is a powerful figure. She has been uh, partnered with Frank Miller, guiding his career, his um, his his uh, creative endeavors beyond comic books for many years now. She is uh, uh, super cool, but man, and, and super strong. And it's it, it's just an honor to have um, sat at the same table with Celine. Dave and Celine were already there. Celine's daughter was also in attendance. We arrived. Robert Kirkman, uh, myself, and Joy came. Uh, Robert drove his incredible, incredible uh, Tesla, which is like a spaceship. And uh, we left from Robert's hotel. <laughs> we left from Robert's hotel. We Joy and I met Robert, and he said, "Because well, this was more than a walk for 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 us um, lazy folk. Some of them actually did make the walk, and God bless them. But we decided nobody walked home. By the way, everyone was driving home." Uh, it, it was midnight and, and nobody was walking back to their hotels from this place. Uh, Robert had determined that he was going to drive. We were going to hop in with him. He um, had the most kick-ass uh, Tesla spaceship. Um, like, I, I just love that it has the rear doors or like Back to the Future, of which, of course, I had to make everyone cringe by 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 acting like Doc Brown. Back to the future! Um, come on, we had to get in there and, and, and do our thing. But man, those cars are awesome they are fantastic he put it on autopilot i don't mind telling this if this ends the relationship well that's going to be a weird ending uh given i shared that uh we went on automatic robot control and robert showed us just how efficiently his car can or cannot make turns uh it was it was a blast any time i spend with robert kirkman is the best time we, he is one of my closest and dearest friends um, I, I fell into true love with him after uh, Invincible number one, meeting him uh, summer of 2003, and we have been fast friends for the last two decades, 20 years, and I could not be more impressed by his talent, his accomplishments, and um, just uh, more humbled by his friendship and 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 uh, the, the great times we've had together. So we arrived, and so we were the second party to arrive, joining Dave Mandel, Selene, and, and 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 her group and and then uh, Arthur and Joyce and Frank Miller and and Jeff Loeb arrived and then the um the the youngins the youngins at the table the Lieber Mayos and the Dave Finches they 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 arrived last and uh, and joined us and thus our dinner was about to begin but Arthur Adams who has a very um spe- he has a very specific way that he speaks it's very uh. It's very pronounced. It's very clean. It's, it's, it just, he has, he, he's a really, you know, honestly, a really good orator. And, and I enjoy listening to Art speak. And when he speaks, you get the idea. Art likes making statements. And, and, and the things that he says is, is very well thought through. Well, Arthur Adams, 
uh, Arthur Adams, and, and I wrote it down. I wrote it down so that I would not forget it. But he began the dinner as the menus were given, and we were asked if we were going to do any starters. And these starters were quite impressive. And, you know, because again, Arthur is taller, sits taller than me, is taller than me. I'm seated next, seated next to him as Arthur says, I just, I'm looking at the menu and I hear this very bold Arthur Adams voice. Does anyone else desire a seafood tower? Now, I'm not trying to sound like Arthur. I can't do that. But uh, Arthur is not Todd. Okay, I can't, I can't nail it. But does anyone else desire a seafood tower? And it just landed with me so hilariously because <laughs> tower, anything you put tower in anything. I mean, you could have said a poultry tower, a hot dog tower, a uh, look, a peanut butter cup tower. If, if, you, if you're putting tower at the end of that, you're going to get the giggle. You're going to get the laugh. And um, I didn't really pay any mind if anyone reacted. So imagine my reaction when 15 minutes later, we were indeed uh, presented with, right in front of us, a seafood, a glorious double-decker seafood tower with all of the possible, uh, you know, shrimp and, and, and seafood uh, uh, options that you could, you could imagine. <clears throat> Arthur was all too keen to... Uh, have his caviar arrive and it did it okay <laughs> some of you may have may or may not have known i'm sorry i'm gonna crack up i was actually on an episode of lifestyles of the rich and famous <laughs> in 1995 if you uh i think i might have shared it shared it i may i may have to load that back up again but um it wasn't um it wasn't robin leach this is robin leach welcome to lifestyles of the rich and famous. Okay, that's that's the Robin Leach that put that show on the air. If you're like, what in the hell is Lifestyle talking about? It was a weekly show where they went to people's, um, you know, homes and got you got to see the lifestyles of the rich and famous. I'm Robin Leach. Many times he would do the introduction from his yacht or some you know top rooftop of some swanky hotel. Uh, I had uh, I forgot what her name is, but Robert Wagner, the the actor who was on heart to heart his daughter came out i had a compound at the time i could have <laughs> i could have uh have launched my own kind of david koresh uh, comic book cult style um you know movement from this place we had a killer killer compound complete with tennis courts and and, and it was over an acre and we had uh, walls that surrounded it and gates and fences and giant opening room with this giant cathedral uh, uh, ceiling. It, it was badass. It was killer. Long back driveway, double garage. I mean, guys, I was I was living it big, man. Living it big. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Why have I um, segued into this? Because when the caviar arrived, I thought of part of the slogan, part of the tagline each and every week on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous was your caviar dreams. And I was sitting there going, Arthur Adams is having caviar dreams. And I actually not only lived the caviar dreams, I was on the show that coined the phrase and your caviar dreams. So uh, that made me laugh watching Arthur prepare very, very carefully prepare his caviar. And my wife was all too eager to participate as, as Arthur offered um, the caviar on this little, the little, um, you know, it was like a mini baguette uh, cracker or, or whatever it was. Um, and, and and Joy was thrilled to partic- participate in the caviar. Joseph Loeb III, also known as Jeff Loeb, had his caviar. 
and Dave Finch. Dave Finch, I was there, people. I was there when Dave Finch had his first caviar. I have yet to have my first caviar, so when I have it, whoever is there to witness it, I will sh- I, I, I will share that with you. At this particular juncture, I opted out of the caviar. Caviar dreams! But Robin Leach uh, would have been very uh, excited to join us at this point, I think from the afterlife, and 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 participate in our caviar dreams. But uh, you know, you can't put me one person away from Frank Miller without me absolutely gushing. And uh, you know, I know that I did right because at the end of the night, as we were exiting, walking down the stairs back to the entrance, out to the entrance, so everyone could say goodbye and get in their cars and order their Ubers. Frank said, "Rob, we've never kind of hung out like that before," and I know. And I said, yes, Frank, that's true. And I am a lesser man for it, but what a great time. And he said, we should do this again more often. And I said, I agree. Uh, I just told Frank, I said, look, man, I'm responsible for what I want to say to you and what I want you to remember. And I just want you to know that you are the most influential comic book creator of the last 40 years, full stop. And he was gracious and in, in receiving this. And I just said from, from Daredevil, to your Batman story in in the DC Holiday special, which I covered last year on a dedicated podcast. I talk about um, comic book holiday comics and how his uh, Silent Night, I think it's called Silent Night, Silent Night, Deadly Night Batman story was like, wow, the Daredevil guy's doing, doing a Batman story. And it was really a precursor to what was to come about six years later, seven years later on with, with, with Dark Knight. But Daredevil, Wolverine, Obviously, Dark Knight and 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 Ronan and and as as I said, not only did you inspire all of us in the Image Seven, but I mean, you don't really get the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You don't get TMNT and Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird without Frank Miller. That first issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is completely modeled off Frank's Ronan. And Frank's like, yeah, I know, I remember seeing it. Going well, this is creative. And 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 you know what Frank did? He threw a giant compliment back their way. He said. I mean, they had literally the best title for a comic book ever, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And we all talked about how we made the mistake of passing up that first issue. Many like me thought they'd come back next week and it would be there, but it was scooped up. That that book was sold out and it was um, on its way. The rocket ship had left with the launch of that very first issue as it was scooped up nationwide and it was immediately going back to press multiple times. And those first editions um, go for such giant money because, uh, you know, the, the 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 supply literally was not not enough for demand and as i've recounted before it just wasn't in my budget that week my marvel and my dc and whatever i was buying first comics um uh uh you know eclipse comics the different the different independents that i was buying i just didn't have it in my budget but i liked it i thought it was cool i liked that it was magazine size but i came back was gone and, and you know there, there's the story but again frank miller ridiculously, incredibly. I don't think there was anybody at the table that wasn't influenced by him. I know Robert Kirkman is influenced by him. I know Jeff Loeb is influenced by him. Myself, Dave Finch, Lee Bermejo, Arthur Adams. I joked about, uh, look, when Arthur Adams was, you know, regularly producing basically one annual a year, when when Art would uh, put his one story out a year, and, and, and at that point it was like, for the longest time, it was an X-Men annual or it was the New Mutants annual. This is following that incredible run that got released in 85 of all the long shots and then the New Mutants special and the X-Men. And it was this incredible year, which is like a year's body of work. And it really put art on the map and 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 made the case for how incredibly influential and popular he was going to be for the rest of his career right there in 1985. 
a culmination of work that he had been creating since about 1983, but boom, all released at the same time, and that's all that matters. Boom. Just, just, just amazing work. From then on, he would do an X-Men annual. He would do his Gumby special. And then in, in like 1987, he did a Superman, an action comics annual, which featured Superman, Batman, and having seen his renditions of Superman and in, in I think Batman 600, forgive me here, was it 600? Arthur did a Batman story and his Batman was much thinner and, and much more leaner and athletic. And, and, and now I remember he had the pencil. So, so when you go to a convention, he would have a preview of, of what was coming, the, the, whatever the latest X-Men annual, I mean, God's honest truth. I think he's done three X-Men annuals. It could be four. He's, it is, it's, it's four X-Men annuals. Cause there's the, the, there's the one with Ahab and cable. Uh, and there was, there, there's, uh, there's one in the Savage Land, there's the Asgard one, and there's the one where where the kids, uh, the New Mutants kids have to jump in and save the X-Men from Mojo Universe, and there's the New Mutant special. But he was doing an action comics annual and and, and at this point, and at WonderCon of uh, spring of that year, he had his pencils out. He had the pencils of what he was drawing, and it was I was immediately struck by how much Arthur was now drawing like Frank Miller. On Dark Knight, the lantern jaw, the thicker, the squatter, uh, you know, volume in 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 Batman's body was evident that he was being absolutely uh, influenced by Frank and everything that Frank had just done on on Dark Knight three and four, and Superman with his lantern jaw and Batman with his lantern jaw and thicker bodies and oh my gosh, it was fantastic and, and I was just pouring over it because because Arthur had the pencils pretty much for the entire job there and it was ridiculously impressive. It was really cool back in those days. So many artists would bring the 11 by 17 Xeroxes of what they were working on next. And so you got a glimpse of what was coming in the future. Maybe not inks, just pencils. Sometimes pencils and inks. But it was enough to get you excited, get you amped about what was coming next. And so, uh, you know, just Arthur had these pages and I was gawking over them. And it was, it was you know, I John Byrne actually wrote that story. And, and I uh, expressed to Frank, like, again, his influence was such that art kind of altered the way he was depicting people based on how Frank had, had had depicted them in Dark Knight. And this is a fact, and that is the truth, and you can go, kind of go and track that, and, and the dates don't lie, and Arthur certainly would not argue with you about that, but it was just a great, it was great fun to gush over this stuff. And I just said it to, to Frank, that lightning bolt, you know, going through that silhouette on the cover of Dark Knight, that's, that's, that's a symbol of what happened to the industry. Frank was the lightning bolt that struck the industry and changed everything. And I and I, I still believe we are living out the effects. His work has been that bold and that resonant. So that was that was that was a great time. When it when it came uh, time for us to take our our photos at the table, and and you're gonna you have already maybe seen those passed around social media on Facebook and Instagram. I my, I share, shared them. Joyce shared them. Jeff Loeb shared them. Dave Mandel has shared them. Uh, it was just exciting, electric time, great energy. But as they were doing it, shooting from from far right, far left, you know, across center, back and forth, uh, for the big one, Frank said, "Well, Rob, you're at the center, so that makes you Jesus. Uh, so you're Jesus, and this is the Last Supper, and and we're just figuring out ways to betray you right now." And, and it was funny; he just blurted that out, and I said, "Frank, I have definitely been crucified uh, in this business, and and I'd like to think that that it that that I have already arisen." So, so I will proudly be Jesus and, and rise again, uh, post this photo. And it was, it was a funny back and forth and it was 
uh, just just again uh, an example of of the great dialogue discussion stories that we were sharing. Uh, lots of stuff was shared that I obviously can't tell you about. Uh, our it, it did move to our our, our uh, obsession with original art and collecting. And Dave Mandel and I were sharing stories. Of, uh, I, I had a lot of questions. I, I like to ask a lot of questions about collecting. And and a few of us have seen Dave's collections up close and personal, so that was fun to discuss. We pivoted over to the far right of the table where Dave Finch and Lee, Lee Bermejo were there. And I had questions. I, I I had great interest in what studio life was like for them. Uh, first, when the original Homage Studios was established, which which had Mark join them when Image was launched. Homage was originally uh, Jim Lee, Scott Williams, Wills Portacio, and then Carl Allstetter was a character designer, layout artist, uh, you know, uh, pencil assistant and ink assistant. Carl Allstetter, who you may uh, know from his work on The Deity, or maybe you knew his work from Extreme on Bloodstrike, he was a really uh, in- integral integral part of the Homage Studios experience early on, has some amazing, great stories. But when they when they expanded as Image Comics launched, uh, Mark Silvestri went down to San Diego, leaving his Malibu home and 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 relocating to to be part of that studio. And Mark told me to my, to his face. To, I'm, I'm sorry, Mark told me to my face in early 1992 that he just wanted to go down there and and get a better grasp on on all of the different approaches and work that, that 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 were happening down there with Jim and Wills and and Scott and and get part of that electricity and I think we can all agree Mark's work really popped he he really did um flip a switch and and his work went to the next level a, a, after he arrived down at Homage Studios in in early 92 Fr- from there after Mark arrived you know you had the studio evolved you had you had Brett Booth you had J Scott Campbell um, you had Brandon Peterson, eventually you had Dave Finch, and 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 Lieber Mayo said, you know, he came in at the end of just Wildstorm Studios, and he wasn't there when Homage was originally forming. Dave Finch was actually there in the beginning, and then of course, as history will tell you, uh, Mark ended up leaving a few years later, Homage Studios, and relocating back up to the Los Angeles area and launching his own label, independent of Homage and Wildstorm, called Top Cow, of which Dave Finch, I, I mean, literally is like Hall of Fame All Star Top Cow. Uh, contributor, uh, a huge, just giant imprint, whether it was his work on Cyberforce, on Ripclaw, uh, of course, Ascension, and and uh, just, I mean, all the covers, all the drawings, all the pages. Dave really uh, w- was, to me, a, a cornerstone of, of Top Cow. So it was just great catching up with those guys and, and uh you know, comparing notes on the early days as opposed to everything that was going on at Extreme, because of course I knew everything that was going on at Extreme. I was there twenty four seven, lived it, breathed it, uh, uh, experienced all of it with my guys. But you know, everyone would talk and, and have different f- phone calls and conversations, and everybody had a friend at Wildstorm or a friend at Top Cow. But it was it was great to kind of pick Dave Dave Finch's brain and 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 go back with him to those early days and see it through his eyes. So. Guy, it was such a rich, fun experience. And yes, of course, I did think at one point, you know, if uh, if a bomb dropped on this restaurant, that's a significant portion <laughs> of not just the comic book industry, but when you factor in Frank, Dave Mandel, and Robert Kirkman of the entertainment industry that are that are that are like going to be missing. And 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 it was a great representation of of a tremendous gathering of talent that I was humbled to be a part of, thrilled to be a part of. 
and 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 thrilled to participate in. Uh, of course, Jeff Loeb tells some great stories. He's ridiculously funny. You'll, you'll, you'll pardon me if I'm light on the details. That would be a great betrayal. But I can tell you, again, the light stuff. And, uh, of course, uh, it wouldn't have been a dinner without me saying, Hey, Frank, <laughs> uh, I just want you to know if there are any stray... Uh, if there are any stray sketches and layouts that you might have, um, you know, misplaced in a drawer or, or didn't have use for, I would love to, to, to embellish or finish any of that just to, for, for whatever reason, just for my own pleasure. I would love to have, uh, worked over something, one of your layouts, one of your designs. And, uh, he just smiled. He just smiled back at me. I, I, I definitely was a kid in a candy store. And as we say goodnight, I reiterated it one more time because what good is it to say it once if you don't want to say it twice? Hey, Frank, you know, if you ever want somebody, and now you got to understand, my one uh, item that I, I had received uh, had a great trade that was made at, at Comic-Con, and I was able to obtain a bucket list page, which has Jack Kirby, the creator of Captain America, drawing Captain America in the 1976 Bicentennial Treasury Edition that Marvel put out when Jack returned to Captain America. And it is inked, one of the few, maybe 10 or 12 pages that Barry Windsor Smith inked over Jack Kirby. Barry Windsor Smith is my number five, like Mount Rushmore guy, okay? So so I have two of my top five guys and, and two of the greatest ever to do it on a character that Jack created. Uh, ink, so Barry is inking Jack. Now I'm in no way comparing me inking Frank to Barry inking Jack, but that's the headset I was in. It's that that jam. You guys have uh, listened to different episodes where I talk about how uh, how we jammed how 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 two two uh, two artists come together and become one. And many of you have have said that when Todd McFarlane inks me, you know we kind of merge and become this new new person. Not quite Todd. Not quite not not quite Rob. Not quite Todd. And it's fun. It's fun when you jam with another talent, and 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 you have to make those decisions. Like, what do I want to leave here that is that that will that will continue to make this incredibly uh, recognizable and noticeable? But what of me do I get to put in this? And of course, I have inked Jack Kirby on Phantom Force. I inked a number of those pages from Phantom, For- Phantom Force One, which uh, is a project that I spearheaded and then was was able to uh, dole out different pages to Eric Larson, to to uh, Jim Lee, to Todd McFarlane, to Mark Silvestri, to Scott Williams, and create this project, uh, which ended up being a great boon to the Kirbys uh, at a time when, honestly, they, 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 they not only deserved it, but they could use it. They could, they, they could have, they, they, they kind of needed that punch, that, 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 uh, that extra oomph. And, and so, Having inked other people myself, again, I would just really wanted to ink Frank and was in that mindset and fresh from gawking over this Jack Kirby, Barry Windsor Smith page with these two guys jamming. And I think you, I think you guys as fans would appreciate uh, me jamming with Frank, but that that is clearly not a, nothing was decided. There was no agreement. I doubt that it, it would, it would happen, but I had to kind of uh, put my, put my request forth to Mr. Frank. And of course, I can you know on the drive home, I can go back and do what so many people do with Kirby or, or others, and and there are no shortage of, of Frank Miller pencils that I could uh, grab and 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 uh, you know print out and ink over. And that's probably I kind of feel like that's probably more likely. But again, had to do it, had to put had 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 to put that out there. Just cannot thank uh, Joyce and Arthur enough for putting this dinner together for including us. It was uh, about. Two weeks before the show, 
it was a Sunday night. Joy and I are chilling. We're about to watch our our shows that we've we've you know curated for the evening. I think we were going to watch the remainder of the we were we were absolutely watching the remainder of the latest Black Mirror season. And I got a text from Robert Kirkman that said, "Hey, um, would you care to be a part of?" This dinner on Saturday, you know, whatever the date, July of Comic-Con, uh, Joyce and Arthur have reached out and, and, and wanted me to connect with you. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. The next morning I woke up to a text from Joseph Loeb III, Mr. Jeff Loeb. Hey, Rob, would you be interested in taking part of this dinner? Uh, Joyce and Arthur would like me to reach out. And I'm like, of course, yes. So two giant authors, uh, in, in the business, two beloved creators reaching out and, and asking if Joy and I can, can be a part. Boom, done, in. So much fun, uh, so many laughs. Great, unbelievable, great food. I'm, I'm going to close with saying that Arthur said, are we going to get the bacon? And I'm like, the bacon? And he's like, no, 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 you have not lived until you try this bacon. Some of us last year almost had to go to the emergency room. It's it's so incredible. And what was what was called bacon, and it was long. It was like one giant supersized uh, bacon. It was like the big cup of bacon, except it was about it's about two inches thick, and it was as if they took a giant slice of 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 ham of pork, and and they prepared it uh, like a giant supersized wedge of bacon. And I'm going to tell you, I I by the time I decided to partake, there was only like one bite left. My wife had had some, Jeff Loeb had had some, and Jeff said, it's like the cod. It tastes like the cod at Nobu. And I'm like, done, I'm in. And oh my gosh, it's it's uh, fortunate that I did not have an earlier bite. I may have eaten the entire, what we are calling bacon on this menu, because it is that unbelievably prepared, smoked, delicious. I, I'm, I kid you not, melted in my mouth. So, so again, <laughs> Arthur's like some of us almost had to see uh, a doctor. So, I mean, speaking of how thick and, uh, and and the volume of this supposed bacon, unbelievable food, unbelievable people, great conversation, great energy. So thrilled uh, to have been part of this incredible dinner and 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 uh, and have played the role uh, according to Frank Miller uh, of Jesus, as he said. And we've all, we're already. Uh, figuring out ways to betray you. Um, I think he said, <laughs> Arthur and I are going to be Judas. It was great. It was so fun. The dinner was fun. I had to share it here on the air. I had to um, give you guys a sneak peek and take you on that drive. And uh, of course, on the way back, we gave Jeff Loeb a hitch, a ride. I told you nobody walked back. It was too late. And uh, and, uh, and and so now Je- Jeff was riding shotgun with Robert in Robert's uh, Tesla <laughs> spaceship. <laughs> happy to report that we all made it back okay with great memories and looking very much forward to our gathering next year. So I have I have shared not one but two amazing uh, dinner parties with you that were that were great. One really is a uh, a bond of friends that view that that particular dinner as as a uh, great launch point, a, a, a connection a connection point and and it's always so much fun because we know each other so well and we can just let let our hair down and talk comics and talk entertainment and then of course this incredible dinner that 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 um managed to outrun the asteroid i mean uh or hey we live in california 
the, the big one could have hit, the, the, the earthquake could have hit, and you're losing Jeff Loeb, you're losing Robert Kirkman, you're losing freaking Dave Mandel, Frank Miller, Art Adams, okay, Dave Finch, you know, Joy and I would do our very best to try and get them all out of the rubble, okay, so, so, uh, so look, great, great time, great dinner, uh, hope, hope I was able to take you, uh, uh, along for a little of it for for a, for a very little of it had to protect so much come on uh if, if you were at the dinner and you're listening to this to see if i if i uh if i talked out of turn come on that didn't happen that didn't happen look comic-con is so fun for for these these reasons alone i think i, I wrote on one of my posts uh that, that it really is a it's a reunion it's 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 uh it's a chance to see so many of your old friends you know Guys like Marat Michaels and and Dan Frager, who I used to see every day. I used to see those guys every day for the better part of a decade. And Marat lived here in Southern California. Marat was one of my first assistants. Uh, blossomed into the incredible talent that he is today. Publishing uh, mogul, I call him. He's got his own label. Uh, you know, he 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 went on uh, beyond Brigade. Uh, he had he had Blindside. Uh, he, he, he did, he did Deadpool core, a couple issues, last, uh, chunk of issues in that series. He's got his do you poo. He's got his, uh, pray for the center. Anyway, love the guy. Got to catch up. We did our walk around the show. Uh, I did a, I did a walk around show with Dan Frega too. Haven't seen him. These guys have moved away. They live in Texas. Now they live in, they live in, uh, Atlanta. Uh, it, it, so maybe for a 90 minute spell, a two hour spell, I will get to connect and we will wander and we will travel the floor and we'll bump into a Billy Tucci who has literally one of the best spots on the floor and has at San Diego for at least, at least over 20 years. And Billy is, uh, and, and his wife are so lovely and, and they're, she is such an amazing, uh, crazy, great concept, a, a crazy successful concept billy has just been crushing it for years on years on years i I maintain she is like the greatest design female design character design of the last you know 20 25 years it's incredible billy's so talented we got to run into him say hi congratulate him on his success again got to the image booth just in time uh to 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 connect with mr todd mcfarland sunday on my way out that it, it, my head is literally just spinning over all of the different people that, that we share just a brief little little minute with. Uh, but all the breakfast, summer, which are going to stay secret, all, all of the, the lunches and, and some of the dinners, you know, we get to talk about comics, talk about where things are going. I'm going to tell you right now, as somebody who's been doing this for a long time, as somebody who's currently doing this, and I'm just going to give you an aside right here. Drawing comics is hard. That's why less and less people are doing them, okay? Like, I'm asking Art Adams, like, when are we going to get more work? When are we going to do more, get more interior work out of out of you? Because that's where I fell in love with him. And, 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 and you know, that's that's not coming anytime soon. God bless America. Frank Miller uh, is, is, uh, is doing an entire issue from his pencil layouts on on I, I think it's Ronin just just so we can see his work I love Philip Tan's work he's brilliant Philip's a buddy of mine got to say hi to him got to at least connect with him for a few minutes Philip is brilliant but what I'm trying to say is here is, is Frank is also you know still producing still still putting out um work putting out comics Deadpool batter blood which is coming out it that 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 book has like bled out of me it, it is tremendous work it is the the top of the day blank page to the to, to the bottom of the page uh you know 
top to bottom, making that blank page into pictures and movement and storytelling. And I just want to salute everybody who is out there banging and getting it done um, because you are the bedrock of, of, of why this industry beats. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I got to see the incredible Dan Jurgens on preview night as we were going through artwork and, and I saw him at two consecutive art booths. And if you are not a tremendous fan of, of Dan Jurgens, what exactly are you doing with your life? Um, I, I got to know Dan Jurgens work on a book called The Warlord. He took over for Mike Grell. I then followed him on everything he did. He did a he did a, a mini series called a maxi series called The Sun Devils for DC Comics. He blew up with Booster Gold, taking the reins, uh, showing showing us the amount of uh, the incredible amount of, of flex that he had uh, as, as as both a writer and an artist. Of course, we know that he became the most famous, the most successful uh, writer artist to ever depict Superman, culminating in the. Uh, blockbuster death of superman dan jurgens is just uh the real deal he's a, a fantastic artist his, his work is so uh open to interpretation uh, who, whoever's inking him what i mean open interpretation everything is there the the figure work the the beautiful faces the the incredible storytelling he checks every single box but whether it's inked by art to bear or brett breeding or joseph rubenstein um or you name it the work always connects. It is it is fantastic. Jerry Ordway, I, I just such a thrill to see Dan Jurgen. Such such a great opportunity to catch up and just tell him how much I appreciate him, how great it was to see him. Uh, again, th- this is the kind of stuff I'm just looking at art and I look up and the guy flipping the portfolio next to me is boom, it's Dan Jurgens. And so uh, great to see you, Dan. Great to see you, Billy Tucci. Great to see you, Marat and 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 Andy Park. I mean, Andy freaking Park. I mean, is he the is he like the top graduate of the studio system? You know, uh, I don't want to get this wrong. So, so in real time, here, let me see how fast I can do this. I want to read his uh, credentials in the way that they need to be read. The uh, Andy Park Marvel Studios Director of Visual Development, full mic drop, full freaking mic drop. Andy Park is doing uh, it, the the work. You see it so much. In all of the collected, uh, the, the trade, uh, you know, the trade books, the hardcovers that Marvel does about the art of, of of their movies, Andy has done so much of it. He is so amazing. To 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 to, to think that Andy started out at at Extreme Studios doing his very first work, and and he'll tell you this. He brought his kids up to me. He brought his kids up and told me. He told me, "Hey," he he said to them, "This is my first. This is my first boss." I. <laughs> I hate that word, boss, but I gave Andy his first work. He did so much brilliant, beautiful work. I was looking at the issues of Evangeline that he illustrated when I got home uh, from from the show. But Andy, you know, uh, dabbled. uh, He dabbled with a couple X-Men issues. He did an entire issue of Alias, the television series. Someday I will just go all in on that because that... That is one of the greatest unpublished comics of all space and time. And if you, and if I told you like the reasons that it didn't happen, it's insane. It, that 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 entire um, my, my my couple my maybe I should just call it my year with JJ, my year with JJ Abrams, because I didn't seek JJ out. He called me. He called me while I was having I was having Panda Express one fall afternoon and said, "I got to do a comic with you. I got to do Alias," and that will set the stage for the full. Uh, you know, 
kind of kind of the full taste that, that, that you're going to get down the line with uh, with how this incredible comic that Andy Parker, I mean, who just knocked it out of the park. Sorry, Andy, had to go there, had to do that crazy pun. San Diego is a place to connect. It's so much. It's just so much fun. There's so much electricity. I hope uh, if you attended that you got all the sketches and that you got all of the collectibles, the toys, the Funkos, the trading cards, the spe- you know whatever whatever uh, special editions were available there. I hope you nailed it. I hope you scored. I hope you got um, the stuff. I know what it's like to get that sketch in that sketchbook, to get that commission and go back to your hotel room and go, damn, this is rad. This is awesome. In that moment, just you know, electrifies you and, 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 and reinforces why you stomped all over the place. My buddy, Dave Hong, who, who, who is uh, key collectibles online. He does my whatnot shows with me. We were talking about why is it and Marat as well. And actually Robert Kirkman, we, why is San Diego? Why does it wear us out so much? And, and he, he he's, he's like, Rob, it's the crowds. It's navigating each and every aisle. People can say that they their shows are bigger. I'm telling you that the most crowded, packed, most uh, difficult to navigate aisles are always consistently in San Diego. And he said, Rob, it's the it's the it's the slow walking, the the little the little baby steps that you have to take. And, and there, there were a couple times again in San Diego that I was trapped, couldn't go right, couldn't go left, couldn't go forward, couldn't go couldn't go backwards. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm completely trapped by my fellow man. Mankind, my humanity has gathered in this aisle and I can't move. I can't can't negotiate my way out of it. But uh, we are just wired uh, uh, to, to, to love that show and then tired when it's done. Wired to anticipate, tired when it is over. I wanted to give uh, one, one shout out because this is now seven years that I have been working with Make-A-Wish. And I just want... To tell you that if you happen to donate to Make a Wish, I can tell you firsthand how far that those um, donations are going. Because for seven years now, uh, one day every week, uh, generally it's 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 one day every. I won't I won't say where it happens and what hotel hotel it is, but uh, that hotel is is wonderful. Gives a giant meeting room. There is generally between six and seven families. Their uh, kids have put on the list I, I i'm somewhere in the list in the mix i guess there's a menu uh I, I i can only anticipate this i've never asked the details but it is my great privilege my absolute great privilege to be a part of it, it is always an early start uh, i have to be very mindful of what i do the night before because that time the next morning is always 8 a.m i gotta be uh as they say and oh boy is this gonna um age me bright bright-eyed and bushy-tailed um but the greatest families Greatest families. I have met the best uh, women and 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 men, young ladies, uh, young gentlemen that that I have had the great pleasure pleasure of sitting with, and uh, they're Deadpool fans. They 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 uh, have 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 uh, put on their menu meeting. You know the creator of Deadpool, and so I am greatly honored. And I try and go in there with exclusives, with my hardcovers. I, I give a, 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 a remark to each and every one of the kids that I get to meet, and and they tell me their story. I meet their families. I learn where they live. Uh, so many of them, it is their first time in Southern California. It is their first time in San Diego. It, the, the reason it has to start so early is because then after that, they are off. Make-A-Wish takes them to the San Diego Zoo. It takes them to SeaWorld. It, um, it, 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 had there been a Hall H, 
they, 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 they get some special seating at all the different panels. Um, these are some of the most lovely and, 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 uh, wonderful kids. And as you guys know, my dad, uh, suffered from so many, uh, it, can, cancer was a huge issue in my family. It, it, it took 22 years of our life and it resonates to this day. And, 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 uh, it, it, it was kind of the impetus behind, behind Deadpool going and, and seeking his, his healing and, and, and becoming Deadpool. That's why that story and that, that origin story and that, uh, that backstory when I pitched it, uh, meant, meant so much, uh, you know, if you, can Weapon X cure cancer? Again, I was fascinated with Weapon X, fascinated with Wolverine. And so that part of the story is something that the, the families and the kids always tell me. There's been only one year, and it was last year, that I kind of got a little little too worked up. I, I, I generally can tell my story without getting emotional. And one of the, he was such a, what a great kid, stood up and uh, and and get and, and said, "Oh, it's okay, Mr. Liefeld." And then I was like, "Rob, you've never done this before. You can't do this again. You have to. You're not there to get um, to get soft and 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 to get emotional. Um, th- these kids are battling. They are they are in different stages, battling for their lives, uh, and, and and they have been granted amazing opportunities through Make a Wish. And I am honored to just be a, a part of it. And my uh, a gentleman named Paul who who runs my press and handles all of my public relations uh, is the one who in 2015 said, Rob, you have to be part of this. You have to do this. And I said, done, let's do it each and every year. It is, you know, I talk about this dinner and, and, and stuff with my friends, but this is a chance to sacrifice, give of your time, give that 90 minutes, sit there, have personal conversations with each and every one of these families. And uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm grateful to, to make a wish. And if you have any doubts uh, because then in the middle of, of all of it, they're given these giant gift bags. And I'm talking gift bags that you could stand and you, you could walk into these gift bags and, and you could wrap yourself in them and they could be your, your, like, like your tent, like multiple tents. And again, shout out to Paul, shout out to all that he does, because this year I was like, oh my gosh, the, the toys, the, 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 the act, the collectibles, the, the figurines, the Funko Pops, uh, the statues. These kids are given the most incredible. I mean, I, each one of the, these kids who were part of Make a Wish this year got, I'd say, fifteen amazing toys, exclusives, and and Hasbro and Mattel and uh, all of the different participants, all of the different companies who donate for this. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making these kids that their faces light up. They're so excited they can't even begin to imagine like oh my gosh not only am I, am I getting this badass trip to San Diego badass trip to Comic-Con I am getting all these cool uh collectibles I I, I you know I don't know how they got them all home <laughs> I, I feel like they each um probably deserved another another seat on on whatever flight but you guys make a wish brings their moms their dads uh, their brothers, their sisters. I get to meet so many that their brothers and sisters are always hilarious too because they're um, dressed in little little you know outfits as well. Uh, whether they're Deadpool or Spider Man, it's it's so much fun. And I just want to tell you, uh, Make a Wish uh, is just crushing it. They they are providing and uh, giving these kids a great experience, a great distraction. And now seven years in, I can't believe I haven't mentioned it before, but I want to just tell you they are doing great, amazing work. And I am humbled to be a part. And it is so great 
and 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 just heartwarming to see the joy that they bring to to these amazing uh, these amazing young men and women who are going through some really hard times. You guys, they're going through some hard times. So this is something they anticipate, they look forward to, and uh, I am just so thrilled. Uh, every year that I can be a part of it and I will continue to be a part of it. It, it will be a part of who I am and what I do for the remainder of, of my life. I am uh, dedicated to this and so thankful. And, uh, but man, that you, you, you got to get up and you got to be there on time and you got to be, and you're like, life, well, that's not too early. It's, it's just, you got to get up, you got to shower. You, you, you can't bring the funk. You, you, you gotta, you gotta get in that shower. You gotta be clean. You gotta present yourself, um, and, 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 and be of, uh, you know, of coherent mind and, and, and body and participate. So it is always a thrill. Thank you. Make a wish. The comic con edition is now officially, uh, uh, closed. I, I believe we can close, close, close the book on 2023. I, 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 I hope that you enjoyed walking alongside me through some of my adventures already looking forward to next year. New York comic con is the next big gigantic show, uh, that, that is, that is, uh, on the calendar and i just uh you know hopefully that one it's a different show new york's a different show it's not summertime it's not san diego it's not the gaslamp district but it is a badass amazing amazing show mike negan boy did i hope i I hope i said your your name right i I caught mike on the show floor he said hello uh of course we all know him as the um the 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 master of artist alley at new york comic-con so looking forward to seeing you 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 all there michael will have uh you know put together his amazing uh layout for everybody to participate that that show is crazy uh the fans in new york i'm going to tell you the fans on the east coast have always been the most enthusiastic you know let's see let the Let's basically kind of look at the two stereotypes. I'm born and raised in Southern California. Been here my entire life. Fifty, almost by the time I get to October, it will be fifty-six years. The, the the Southern California fans are a little more laid back. The New York fans, they're amped, and I've always dug them. And 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 since I first encountered them in the '80s through the '90s, uh, the, the, these are some of the best fans. So I look forward to seeing you guys. You are up next. Maybe we will do this again with that show. I do want to shout out. To uh, my my my, uh, my buddies uh, Jim Viscardi, who I got to um, hang with, uh, the 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 he runs comicbook.com, such a great site. Uh, Brandon Davis, uh, I got I got to hang. Hey, hey Scott Snyder, thank you. Uh, you you were walking to your table uh, to get breakfast at 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 the at the hotel, and I, I was able to see you. And thank you for coming by, and thank you for saying nice things, and and congratulations uh, uh, on all your success. Uh, I, I, I if I'm right. Uh, I think you won an Eisner. I wasn't paying that much attention, but but um, again, awards are neither here nor there. The, the reason that the fans uh, dig each and every one of us for our work is not for the awards, but for the excitement that we bring them on the page. So congratulations to you. I, it, I'm trying to think if I saw anybody else who, if I, if I brain farted, I apologize. Oh gosh, you know what I did in the entire dinner, in the entire dinner. Okay, I'm sorry that it took this long. In the entire dinner, okay, I, I did forget to list a, a participant, and, and I need to correct that right now. Also attending the dinner with us, oh my gosh, was a brilliant artist named E.M. Gist. Okay, listen, listen, this guy is crazy talented, but I had just met him. He was at the end of the table between Lee Bermejo and Dave Finch. Forgive me for not shouting you out earlier in this episode. This is, this is, this is my way of trying to make it up. 
E.M.Gist, G-I-S-T, follow on Instagram. He is an amazing painter, talent. I, I, I am so stunned by his abilities and, uh, and, and his talent. And so, um, great meeting you. He was also a part of this epic dinner. So there you go. I, I, I tried to wrap it up. I tried to include each and every one of you. The San Diego Comic-Con 2023. I, I just can't call it Comic-Con International. <laughs> when I was a kid at San Diego Comic-Con, I'm going to continue to hang my hat on. San Diego Comic-Con, can't wait to see what 2024 brings. What a fun show. Uh, had, had such a great time. Super smiles. I told you guys before I was going down there that I am super happy and super happy. Uh, 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 content and I say super too much and I'm aware of that. Maybe I'll have to work in ultra uh, or, or, or some other ridiculous adjective into all of my exclamations. But I, I just, you guys live in the dream, loving this life, loving comic books, loving contributing and, and, and being part of the collective and all the other talent that tell the amazing stories and the celebration. So there you go. Thank you for listening to this show. Thank you for supporting Rob's observations. So many of you, again, uh, really, you have no idea how much you are pushing me forward because I have I have tried to quit this show. I have. I've been like, I'm done. I have no more stories to tell. But then I'm gonna tell you on my hunts on the floor of San Diego, I have new stories to tell. I got some I got some stuff. I got some stuff we're gonna be discussing. And so 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 stay tuned. Come along for the ride. We are building a better mousetrap here, but you are pushing me and I love to be pushed and I love to um to the, the challenge of bringing new topics and, and, and stuff for us all to, to discover. And, 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 and San Diego uh, did provide some new treasure troves for me to, uh, to explore and to share with you all. You guys know at the end of each and every episode, I read your uh, reviews that you leave for me. And, and you, you, you know, literally from the bottom of my heart, of my heart I, I, I I cannot express to you enough how much I, I, I appreciate all of the great reviews that you all are, are leaving, and, and they've helped us so much. The, the, the five stars, the, the, the comments, they help us stand out in a very competitive platform. I am so thankful to be a part of, 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 uh, of, of your experience, and thank you for sitting down and typing out words and expressions and, uh, that, that help shape, uh, that, you know, that, that shape your experience uh, of this show and, and, and share it with me. Today... Sometimes I read these blind. So <laughs> sometimes I don't know what's coming. I, I don't. I. I. Uh, and this is this is really. I, I'm. 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 I'm glancing at this. I'm about to read this blind. It says best time I've had in comics in a long time. He gives us five stars. He signs at the end. Justin T. Worrell. Justin T. Worrell, and he puts a little in parentheses how 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 I'm supposed to uh, pronounce that. Justin, I hope I didn't let you down. Justin T. Worrell. He writes, I may never get a chance to meet Rob at a signing where I could take the opportunity to share what Rob's observations means to me in person. But hopefully my written words will convey how much I enjoy this podcast. Growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, I had a best friend named Jared. Jared and I would share in many of these, the same events Rob references during this time. Saturday morning cartoons, the launch of Image Comics, a love for sports, a love for film, etc. For many years, Jared and I were inseparable and consumed comics and pop culture like the enthusiastic true believers that we were. During our senior year in high school, Jared took his life. This sent me into a place where I couldn't continue my love of the comics medium. It wasn't the same without my best friend. I sold all my books, stopped reading, and didn't really engage with comics culture again for 15 years. Rob's observation makes me recall those amazing years with my very... Rob's observations makes me recall those amazing years with my best friend. 
In a way, observations is the engagement that I've been missing, and I'm just so thankful for each and every episode. I apologize if this is a bit heavy, but it's for real, and I just wanted to say thank you for providing a portal to a very special time in my life. Keep up the great work. Wow. Uh, Justin, thank you. I, I really, uh, I had just scanned it. I did not, uh, I was not aware of the the, the full, uh, you know, the seriousness of the content, and I'm going to tell you, I receive it as such, and I am so thankful. Uh, you know what? I just love comic books, and I love the experiences. And comic books are fun to me. They they have just just my comic books took me away from uh, a really brutal year in 1978, 1979. It stretched one year into the next when my dad was uh, in in a coma, and we were told he wasn't going to live. And we were told my mom was told repeatedly, "You need to unplug him and let him go." And uh, I curled up in a comic, and those are my some of my favorite. I mean, they happen to also be amazing comics. The Avengers by George Perez, the X Men by John Byrne, and and it was escapism. I realized in my adult life what comic books meant as an escapism. So hey, Justin, thank you. Uh, I, I I truly appreciate this, and I uh, I love that you shared these amazing stories about you and Jared. I I'm there. I I get it. I uh, I cherish those same memories with my with my friends. Justin, I really I really appreciate you sharing with that th- this. Uh, I I do I do hope I I, I pronounce your last name right. Um, you know we we uh, we we toast uh, your memories and the life of Jared and and thank you for sharing that and thank you. I'm so glad that this show can give you some escapism, just like the comic books gave me the escapism. Thank you. Uh, this is what I'm talking about. It's the shared community. It's it's comic books and how it unites all of us. So I really do appreciate uh, whenever you guys share stories, whether they be brief or whether they be a little more elongated. Um, that wasn't heavy. Let me tell you, Justin, it was uh, it was uplifting, and and I and I thank you for it. I thank you very much. When you guys leave these reviews uh, on the platform, I try and read them at the end of each and every episode, and I cannot express enough. I'll say it for the rest of my life the gratitude that you have showed this show and when you um I, I told my wife you know what the thing that people talk to me about the most is the podcast they don't talk to me about my comics they don't talk to me about my work it's the podcast now it's replaced uh and and i just thank you so much it makes it makes uh waking up at the crack of dawn and and and, and talking into this uh microphone it makes it uh worth it and and you uh you are just the, the greatest audience thank you so so very much on uh Social media, continuing the 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 idea of connectivity. I am on Twitter at Robert Liefeld, R O B E R T L I E F E L D, and uh, you can connect with me there. I love talking to you. I love hearing your your mentions, your replies, your DMs, all the back and forth. Uh, let's keep it kind. Let's keep it nice. Uh, I, I have definitely you know grown up. Uh, a, a couple people told me uh, that I offended them, like uh, twelve years ago. And then I looked up a couple of professionals, and, and then I looked up and, and saw that I actually apologized to them. And, and, and in one of the uh, articles, it said, Rob Liefeld said, uh, I apologize. I, I teach my kids that an apology costs you nothing. And, uh, and it makes things, and it can go a long way in making things better. And so here I am apologizing, uh, trying to do my best to make things better. Th- th- there are times, again, when Twitter, we can get a little a little crazy and uh, and 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 that's how personal it is. And and I was at a meeting just last week. I'm going to be. I was at an analytics meeting, 
and they, they're, they were showing the different social networks and the different platforms. And if you think that Twitter isn't the number one, I mean, this is a, this is, I didn't go to Twitter. Twitter didn't show me this. An outside analytic company showed me Twitter is number one. The engagement and the conversations happen on Twitter. It is so far and away number one, you have no idea. So I am on Twitter at Robert Liefeld, R-O-B-E-R-T-L-I-E-F-E-L-D. The blue check is back. I hope to connect with you there. Um, that's a way to verify that you really are talking to me. Thank you for all the great back and forth we have on Twitter. I appreciate it. I'm on Instagram at Rob Liefeld, at Rob Liefeld. That's where the pictures of my life, the food I'm eating, the people I'm hanging with, the places I'm going. I'm, I'm take, trying to take you along for the ride, trying to keep it real. If you want to follow me and, and uh, my, my, my Instagram stories, my Instagram posts, I am at Rob Liefeld, just R-O-B-L-I-E-F-E-L-D. Look, guys, I wouldn't spell it if my name was Johnson, Okay. <laughs> I spell out Liefeld because I've had an entire life of people mispronouncing it. You don't every single year, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. Okay, uh, so we have a Rob mm, Leifeld with us today. Lefeld, uh, Liefeld. Uh, I got it all. I got it all. The name has been butchered and through the, and through the ringer. I've tried to make that chisel signature pretty sig- pretty uh, pretty significant so that you you understand how to how to, how to say it. Um, people are still asking me how to pronounce it. I get it. Uh, it takes me all the way back, but that's why I spell out my name for you on Instagram. R O B L I E F E L D. Follow me on Instagram. On Facebook, I have a group. It's a group, and we have a great time, and we share art and stories and much of the conversations. Uh, many of the conversations that start here, we continue over there. It's called Rob Liefeld, Marvel, Extreme, and Beyond. Please join us. Either myself or Terry Sala will cl- click you through. S-A-L-A. He's the other administrator. I'm just telling you this so you know, hey, am I in the Rob, the right Rob Liefeld group? Um, the uh, we, are, we, <laughs> we are a positive, fun group. Rob Liefeld, Marvel, Extreme, and Beyond. Come join us over on Facebook. If you are not already on the WhatNot app, good God. It's like I'm a paid, uh, 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 you know, a paid spokesman for whatnot, but I'm digging it. The, the thing I love about whatnot is as I have stopped traveling so much and, 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 and the likelihood that I'm going to get around a whole lot, the rest of my days is very, very, um, very little. I, I am, uh, as I get older, I just want to be home. Uh, those long lines at the air, at the airport, those canceled flights, the delayed flights, the long line at the rental car, the canceled rental cars, uh, it, whatnot allows me to go to you. And we have earned our high rating. We have a great rating because we get you the books. We get you the product. If you're in Wisconsin, Alaska, you know, Minnesota, Idaho, I'm just not likely going to get there. Um, at least for a very long time, if ever, I've just become more and more of a homebody. Whatnot allows me to look into the portal, the camera, the the the, the shared space, the live stream, and share with you my signed comics, my signed exclusive, my variants. Uh, my, my, my toys, my Funkos, I do remarks, I draw, I do blood splattered chisels, I do drop shadow chisel. What is a chisel in the first place? Come on my WhatNot stream and find out. Follow me at Rob Liefeld. Get the WhatNot app. Download it. Follow me. Follow me at Rob Liefeld. You'll, you'll get notifications when my shows go live. I have exclusives that we have done on WhatNot. Six, no less than six Deadpool Batter Blood number one exclusives are available right now. I did a Spider-Man exclusive. I did Brigade exclusives. I did Profit exclusives. 
I currently have a, uh, a Vengeline exclusive and, 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 uh, I did another one, man. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting this. Oh yeah. A new mutants 98 facsimile exclusive. We have all sorts of great, crazy, great, uh, exclusives available for you, uh, in our store. Uh, you can either do the buy it now op- uh, option or, or join along on one of our auctions. There's, there's Funkos, toys, art, all of it. Follow me on the whatnot app and you'll get notified of my live streams and I'm talking right at you. And, and if, and if you see me sitting on a giant beanbag and you're uncomfortable, uh, that, that, that's going to be a problem for you because <laughs> I'm not getting off that beanbag. I, I used to sit at a desk and now I lounge, I am lounging while we inter- engage on whatnot. So check me out, follow me over on whatnot. I, I think, I think the, the pimping uh, of the social medias is over. I think that's it. I, I kind of always have to kind of do the little checklist. So here's the deal. Get out and enjoy the rest of this summer. I know it's hot, but your air conditioning, you got to get that working. You got to make sure that that's working above all else and, 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 and relax. You know how many great comics I brought home from, uh, from San Diego and I have been going through all of them. I, I was so, um, thank you. I'm going to take, just tell you, thank you, Robert Kirkman for my cool transformers and, and void rivals, uh, exclusives. I dig them. Um, all of the cool exclusives that I got, I've, I've been enjoying them. I'm on my beanbag in my recliner. Am I having a Reese's big cup? Does it have pretzels in it? Yes. Is pretzels my go-to option? No, but it's all they had at the store the other day. And then you guys, oh my gosh, there's, there's a pop-up store in New York that you can make a giant, uh, uh, uh big cup and, and put your own stuff in it. And we're going to cover that maybe in, in, in a future entire episode. <laughs> but, um, look the best time, the best times that I was having at Comic-Con, we're over these incredible meals with this incredible food, with these incredible people. Take time out. Connect with the people you love. Connect with the people who you enjoy the most. Escape. Go see a movie right after Comic-Con. Went and saw Barbie. Went and saw Oppenheimer. I just escaped into cinema. I've escaped into comics. I've, I'm reading a book right now. We can't be grinding all the time. Take permission to 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 step back and and feed your soul your spiritual health your mental health your physical health and your emotional health they are of the utmost importance take that break take that step away tell them that rob liefeld crazy comic book guy said you could because you can and you should okay i'm rooting for you i'm pulling for you we all have stuff that 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 that, that we're dealing with we all are on a daily basis good god i have three adult children if you don't think that, that I am doing hopscotch in terms of, of, of relationships and emotional crap each and every day. What are you thinking? Hey, I'm rooting for you, pulling for you. Thank you so much for being part of this show. Thanks for listening. Please, please come back around. Please come back around so we can connect again. I will most certainly, positively, absolutely be here and we will talk again real soon. 